welcome to a couple of idgits here episode by episode podcast where we cover supernatural and i am your host dan Conderman, and with me as always his wife penny Conderman. so how are you doing today oh pretty good how about you doing good That's so good. we just finished up watching episode three yes episode three dead in the water um do you want to start off with a recap here um, basically it's a vengeful spirit episode, so we'll find out how we deal with those at the end of this episode. Yeah. So the episode opens up, we're recapping 22 years earlier. Right. Recap of what happened with Mary Winchester. Um, and then kind of later on what happened with Sam's girlfriend, Jess. Yeah. So, I mean, this is episode three of the show and you can tell that they're really trying to get new viewers up to speed on this, you know, when this first came out in 2005 they really wanted to make sure everyone knew that there was a larger story arc happening and to keep watching yes yes so after the recap then we open up at lake manitoc are you sure there's no lake manitoc in wisconsin because man that sounds like a wisconsin name it does i mean i looked up there's no lake manitoc the only thing close is the town of manitowoc um, otherwise, yeah, there's no Lake Manitoc. And if you notice, when they went to leave the town, they were supposed to hit the interstate north to Milwaukee, so it's allegedly south of Milwaukee, and I don't think there's anything down in that area. I think Manitowoc is like northern Wisconsin. Yeah, I noticed that, <laughs> that 43 north to Milwaukee sign um, to kind of show them where they're at. Yeah, that puts them in a pretty small corner of the state. And I mean, literally, <coughs> it's probably 20, 30 minutes from our house is where supposedly this happens. <laughs> yes. Just, it, so it kind of makes it look like the Lake Geneva area. Yes. And I think that that's but I, I think of those Indian name places as more up north. Yeah, me too. Me too. Which is, yeah, a little odd. But. All right. I guess you'd only know that if you lived in Wisconsin. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so we open up uh, with Sophie Carlton, and she's swimming in a lake. It looks like a very deep lake. The water is black under yes. her. They really filmed this weird. We'll pu- I'm going to touch on that some more in a couple minutes here. She dives into a lake. She starts hearing voices, and she's pulled under. Yes. Commercial. <laughs> Commercial. Yeah, she hears these eerie, whispering voices, and then she does get pulled under, and it's almost like a scene from Jaws, but not quite. Yeah, but it's creepy voices. She's pulled under. You figure something evil's afoot. So Sam and Dean, then, they're hanging out at the Linwood truck stop, looking through the obituaries, um, seeming to find another case. Yes, to find another case. And as usual, Sam is still kind of pissy. He's like, what are we doing here? I want to go find Dad. And the trail's going cold. And Dean's like, yeah, it is. But in the meantime, you know, we're going to keep looking for him. In the meantime, we're just going to kill as many evil things as we possibly can. And he tells Sam he thinks he found a case. Yeah, so there's been three drownings in the same lake in the same summer, it sounds like. Yes. Uh, so we know that Sophie Carlton drowned, and who else drowned in the lake? Do they? Do we know yet? Um, well, we don't know yet. They find out when they get there. Okay. So then we see the car pulling into uh, Lake Manitoc. <coughs> Excuse me. Once again, the par- car is in perfect condition. There's oh. not even dust under the rear tires. Like, that thing looks like it just came out of 
the paint shop and then got a good wash and wax and it just rolled onto that property. Well, that's how it I'm always I'm telling was. you, the car has magic properties. I'm going to prove that by the end of this episode, <laughs> by the end of this series. By the end of the series. Okay. Possibly. <laughs> they introduced themselves as Officer Ford and Hamill. This is a reoccurring theme that their fake names have pop culture references built in. Always. Always pop culture. Usually uh, heavy metal uh, artists, but this time it happened to be movie art or movie actors. Yeah, so of course we don't, this isn't too much of a mystery. Ford and Hamill from Star Wars, Harrison Ford and Mark Hamill. Um, again, I think it's funny that no one ever really seems to pick up on their fake names just yet. Right. You would think they would, yes. So they pull into town, uh, introduce themselves as wildlife. Like, they're like wildlife officers. Yes. And talk so to the cops. You want to uh, tell us what happens there? Um, yes, yeah, so they talk to the police. Uh, the officer's daughter and grandson is there, and the grandson kind of reminds me of a very young Danny Bonaducci, but anyway, um, the kid doesn't talk. And well, Danny Bonaducci won't stop talking, so yeah, well, there you I go. don't know where you get a young Danny Bonaducci. He's got the long hair, like from the Partridge family. But yes. That's about where it ends. Yes. <laughs> One thing, though, that cops said that they uh, dragged and sonared the entire lake because there are so many drownings looking for something in there. Yes, and they were never able to find any bodies. And it's, um, they later find out that in the past 36 years, there have been a total of nine drownings in that very lake, and they've never been able to find a body. Mm -hmm. But this is a, a point that they bring up is the fact that I wasn't quite clear on this, that that lake is actually going to end up flooding the town. They're building a dam or they're removing a dam. What was that whole dam thing and the flooding thing about? Because they brought that up and then it was never discussed again. Yeah, it was. Um, the dam uh, is breaking and the federal government's not giving them any grants to fix it. So eventually that lake is going to drain. And so there won't be a lake anymore. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, you, that's a disaster, and we know that firsthand in Wisconsin because the town of Lake Delton, they had their lake actually drain a couple of years ago, and it takes houses with. That's yes. a massive problem when the lake no longer has water in it. Yes, it is a very massive problem. Well, they'll probably find the bodies then. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when that lake drained uh, in Lake Delton, they found guns, cars, they found all sorts of crap out in the middle of it. Yeah, imagine if they uh, drain Lake Kashkanan out here, they might find a few things. Of course, this is a very shallow lake that we live on, so not too much hiding room. <laughs> yeah, it'd be interesting to see what they'd find out there. Uh, yeah, so they meet Andrea and uh, her son. Uh, Sam and Dean want a cheap motel, and so Andrea's nice enough to show them two blocks away to the Lakefront Motel, which is nowhere near the lake. Right. <laughs> it's called Lakefront Motel, but it's in the middle of town. <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> and uh, we learn at this point, too, that Dean really is, does, isn't too fond of kids. Sam asks him to name three kids that he knows, and he can't even come up with a single name. Right. So it kind of sets him up as a bit of a Captain Picard, kind of a reluctant kid lover. Yes. That came out wrong. But. 
Not in a creepy way. No, no, just standoffish. <laughs> doesn't really need to interact. He doesn't have any kids of his own. Right, right. We know that Picard's just bitter towards children. <laughs> we don't know why Sam or Dean doesn't have kids. Because kids are loud and obnoxious. But anyway, that's another story for another day. Uh, so they then go to the bar and hang out with Andrea for a bit, and they learn that her husband was also a drowning victim. You think that would have came up earlier? Well, there's a lot of drowning happening right in this little small town, and you think that would have been the first thing she said when they were asking the cops about a drowning. You would think so, but I think the fact is that at that point, no one connected the drownings with each other, which is odd because, yeah, like Dan said, you have so many drownings, small town, um, and all the victims knew and each Sam other. Sam and Dean were at the cop shop talking about drownings, and she was right there. Yes. And she didn't mention that her husband? A little odd. Yes, but we do discover that's why um, Lucas doesn't talk because we find out that he was present when his father drowned. Yeah, so then uh, the next day they go to the park, they meet Andrea. Uh, Dean's got a thing for this Andrea chick. It looks like they're chasing each other all over town. Uh, Dean goes and talks to the son. The son doesn't talk back. By the way, that kid brought toys and, draw and crayons and paper to the park. That seems to be stuff you do at home. I have never brought toys, crayons, and paper to a park. I went to a park to play at the park. Well, yeah, but remember, his mom said that ever since the drowning, he just doesn't play anymore. All he does is sits around and draws. So, and at least he's getting some sunshine and fresh air. I guess. Maybe that's why that kid's miserable, though. The mom's a little bit too helicopter mother. <laughs> um, so Dean talks about... Believing what, believing in what you see, or believing other people when they say they see something. Right, and then he kind of explains, you know, that he saw something tragic happen to his mom when he was young. So that they kind of have a you have common to believe ground. people when they tell you something odd. Right. This brought up um, the snuffle, the whole snuffleupagus issue with Sesame Street. Do you remember that? Yes, I do. Yeah, because on Sesame Street, there was a character, Snuffleupagus, that Big Bird could see, but no one else would. And they actually had to get rid of that character because it caused problems with people not believing when you say you see something. That if you, as a child, if they report something, you need to be able to believe them. No, they did not get rid of the character. They made the character so everyone right, could see him. Right, right. I, okay. They got rid of that character's trait. Right, right, because... They were afraid that if children saw something or were touched inappropriately and told an adult, they were afraid that the children would think, oh, the adult's not going to believe me anyway. So then they made Snuffleupagus one of those characters that everyone could see. Yeah. So that's probably a good thing. You don't want, I mean, that's just gaslighting. You right. don't want to teach kids gaslighting, and you definitely don't want them to be afraid of it either. Right. All right. So Dean drew some crummy stick figures. He basically tells the kid to pound sand and gets up and walks away. <laughs> he to pound. Well, he gets sick of, like, no responses and mystery kid. And he basically does just, he's like, here, kid, have a crappy drawing. And he walked off. So, yeah, they learn that the kid has trauma from Andrea. But then Lucas walks up and gives Dean a really, you know, as far as a crayon drawing goes, which are never good. I've never seen a good crayon drawing. But as far as crayon drawing goes, Lucas delivered then a much better crayon drawing than what Dean gave him of that, a house. That's true. Very true. 
And they noticed. Oh, and in the meantime, we find out that um, Andrea's brother, Will Carlton, also drowned. But very bizarre circumstances because he was in his house. The sink fills up with this disgusting brown water and something pulls him and, you know, his face into the sink until he drowns. Well, that happens in a little bit here. You're skipping over a couple of things. Well, no, because... Because they go visit Mr. Carlton, the father, and he's not speaking. And then that's... They fi I mean, that guy's a mute as well, just like the kid, basically. Right. And the plumbing just... backs up, and then that, that's when Will drowns. I don't think so. What's funny, though, is... So he's splashing around in the kitchen... And his dad doesn't hear that? I know, that's what I was thinking, too. Like, his dad's in the other room. Yeah, he's kind of in a canatonic state, but still. You'd think he would have heard that and come running and try to help him, but nope. <laughs> so, Sammy drives past the house and sees paramedics. They learn that Will drowned. And they figure out that old man Carlton's at the center of all this. Yes, because his two children were just taken from him, and the victim, Andrea's husband, was Bill Carlton's godson. So he was connected to him in a way also. Yeah, so next we see he's on the docks. He's got no other family. He's sad. And Dean knows that he's not telling the whole truth about what happened because the picture from the kid matches that house, the Carlton house. Yes, it does. Now, where they haven't told us like where this kid is getting his mystery knowledge from. Like somehow he's drawing amazing pictures, but they wrote, don't really explain like how he knows any of these clues. No, but I think it's inferred that it's um, whatever is drowning all these other people is somehow communicating with him. Because mm -hmm. not only is he drawing pictures of houses, he's also drawing pictures of like black whirlpools. He's also got a lot of pictures of bikes. Uh, he's drawing, you know, kind of the same three, three things over and over again. It seems. Right, right. So, yeah, then Dean gets a hold of Lucas again and starts sweating him for answer, <laughs> answers. And the kid still doesn't talk. <laughs> All he does is hands over another drawing. Which is another house. This one has a little boy and a red bicycle in front of it. Yeah, so Sam and Dean drive away, once again annoyed at this Lucas kid. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they were annoyed. Um, in this shot, though, where they're driving down the road, I mean, obviously they're using a green screen effect of some sort. Did you notice what the outside of that car looked like in that scene? No, I didn't. Everything is like, all of the trees and everything, they've added some sort of crazy blur effect, and it looks like... Star Trek moving at warp speed. <laughs> it looks like Star Trek Discovery out the windows. And they are just going warp. <laughs> no, I did not notice that effect. Check that out. Yeah, if you catch this episode again, look out the windows. I mean, they're doing at least a thousand. Oh, of course. It's a supernatural car. <laughs> again, the car has, has some magical abilities. <laughs> um. I thought that was pretty funny. So if you do check out this episode, yeah, look outside the car. They're really moving. So then uh, Sam and Dean, they go hassle an old lady looking to match up all these clues from the drawings and uh, find out that another boy vanished years ago. Yes, her son Peter disappeared, and they find out that this real Carlton 
was friends with this Peter back in the day. And so they're starting to go, hmm. Yeah, they look through some old uh, school photos. Do you have photos of your fifth grade? Well, they were in like fifth grade. Do you have those photos anywhere of your fifth grade class photo? No, I don't. No, my mother might have those, but. Well, actually, I do only because I had a major crush on a boy back in the day. And oh. So, yeah. I do still have that. <laughs> I do. All right. All right. Well, I don't. I, I, I'd probably have to go. I'd have to go ask one of the many women that had a crush on me. If they still <laughs> right. had it, obviously. Okay. So, yeah, it looks like Bill killed Peter and that Peter is the one doing all the revenge. Sam and Dean, they head back and ask some more questions. And uh, Will is, I mean, it was Billy Carlton back in the day. Now it's old man Will. He's on the lake in a boat heading across, and all of a sudden, it, like, uh, the, I don't know, like a stick of dynamite went off under the boat. All of a sudden, there's a huge splash, and it's gone. Yeah, the huge splash, the boat flies up in the air. Bill Carlton ends up in the water, and we don't see him anymore. So we head back to the cop shop, and Lucas freaks out. Yeah, he freaks out, and he's, you know, he's really attached to Dean now, and they, he really wants to be able to tell him, but he's still not talking, so Dean doesn't quite know what he's trying to say. But the cop then, uh, when they're telling him about the boat and all that, the cop uses a term here that I learned about in college, the drink. When you talk about falling in the water, people call it the drink. Did you know that term? Yeah, I've heard that term. But like when you were a kid, did you use it? Or is it more of like you just, in the last 20 years, you started using it? Well, I don't use that term, but I remember it when I was a kid. Yeah, end up in the drink. Yeah, anytime I'm on, and it seems to be like, you know, if you're on the water, people call it the drink. It's a fun term to use, I think. I don't know why, but. Well, because when you're on the water, sometimes you have too much to drink and you end up in the water. <laughs> Therefore, the drink. It's the drink that killed him. At this point, though, the cop has totally figured out that they are not wildlife agents, and he wants answers about who these guys are and what they're doing snooping around. Yeah, he tells Sam and Dean to leave town, and that's when we then cut to the scene where they're south of Milwaukee. Um, but Dean just doesn't seem, he just doesn't want to. He's reluctant. He's like, you know, something ain't right here. That north, yeah, that 43 north to Milwaukee sign just looks fake as fuck, too. It's... There is no street sign, highway sign, that looks like that in the nation. Just a big square, only about four feet off the ground, with two huge spotlights on it to make sure that the audience read it. It was during the day. They didn't. They have were at night they were pulling away. No. I sometimes wonder if we watch the same uh, episodes. Oh, we could rewind it and look at it. Yeah. You want to put a little bet on this? We can go back and see. When they're, when they're heading out of town there, that's at night. No, it's not. It's during the day. Well, they're pulling away. Dean is worried about Lucas. All of a sudden, now Dean likes kids. <laughs> Lucas's mom is uh, in the tub. Yeah, she decides to take a bath. And uh, it's a standalone claw bath, and she's got that water right up to the brim. I mean, if she farts, she's going to flood her bathroom. Yes, exactly. 
All of a sudden, gross water starts pouring out. She starts hearing voices, and then she gets pulled in. Yes, and you see Lucas banging on the door. He can't get in, um, trying to save his mom. The special effects during the scene are a little cheap. Oh, yeah. Um, you could tell that they filmed it, and then they just... They were cutting back and forth between running the film backwards and forwards to give it a weird spooky effect of looking like she was being pulled under by the water, but... Yeah, yeah, you could definitely tell that. Yeah, that was, was kind of like, hmm, they really didn't want to work too hard on making a water <laughs> monster here. They just had her splashing around, and then they just fiddled with the uh, photography and cut it together weird. Well, they didn't have the budget back then that they have now. You know, this was the first season. They didn't know how popular it was going to be, so they had to cut corners wherever they could. Yeah, I guess so. So Sam and Dean bust in because, you know, they're worried, so they got to just swing by and make sure Andrea's okay again and make sure young Lucas. They pull Mom out of the water, and what do you know? Mom's wearing underwear in the tub, like you do. I didn't notice that either. Yep. Oh. Hmm. <laughs> yep, she's... They pull her out, and she's wearing underwear. So maybe that's why the uh, water monster was upset. <laughs> you know, back in the day, like the 1600s, they used to wear clothes when they bathed. But what did they know? <laughs> oh, so actually, this is the point where they look through the yearbooks, and they fill out the, figure out that Will and the cop and everyone all knows each other. Yeah, that's when they discovered that uh, this Bill Carlton, uh, Peter, who was the kid that was uh, missing from years ago, and Andrea's father, Jake, who was the sheriff, they were all friends back in the day. Yep, so Andrea goes and confronts her dad about the situation. The cop admits to drowning Peter. They guess they were just doing horseplay, and they held him under too long. Let me tell you, being held underwater uh, in the pool is not horseplay. That is torturous. Yes. That was that is That did not abide. I did not play with kids that played like that at the pool. Right, right. That is never fun. It isn't fun to hold someone else's head down. It's not fun to hold, have your own head held down. I don't... They just sound like a couple of assholes when they were kids. Yeah, most kids are. Oddly enough, with all this weirdness happening, Lucas is back out on the dock playing with toys. Yes. <laughs> you know, everyone knows that there's some crazy water monster pulling people under, even in sinks and in bathtubs. But hey, Lucas can go play on the dock. Well, no, that was the, uh, they, when they saw him out on the dock, they ran after him. Why didn't they tell him before, stay the hell away from water? Why doesn't he himself know to stay away from water? Well, he does, but the spirit was calling to him. Remember, because he heard those eerie whispers again. I guess. Cop goes in the water, the uh, zombie, ghost, whatever. It, finally, you see some sort of like little zombie kid come up out of the water. A full apparition of some sort pulls him under. Uh, Sam and Dave, they go and save Lucas. I don't know who Dave is, but Dean did come. Sam up. and Dean <laughs> save Lucas. The end. Pretty much. Pretty much, yeah. Um, talking about vengeful spirits. Uh, when they first found out that the sheriff and his friend Bill did this, they're like, "Please tell me there's a body because we need to salt and burn the bones." I'm like, no. The body just left in the lake, went under, no body. Like, oh, crap. So, vengeful spirit. One way to get rid of a vengeful spirit is to find their remains, salt, and burn them. But in this case, the vengeful spirit was satisfied when Jake offered up himself to save his grandson. Yep. 
Yeah, that he, he, yeah, he traded his life for his grandsons. So that satisfied the spirit, and there you go. No more vengeful spirit. And the reason, uh, Sam mentioned the reason that because the killings had started getting more and more frequent, uh, because the spirit knew that the lake was going to be drained, and they had, he had to get vengeance on as many people as he could before that lake was drained. <laughs> before he got flushed out into the Gulf of Mexico. Right, yeah. <laughs> they discovered all the bodies then. Yeah, I mean, because if that is where it says it is, they'll eventually end up in the Mississippi and, yeah, Gulf. Mm -hmm. Back to the hotel, Andrea and Lucas say goodbye to Sam and Dean, and they split the end. Yep, they I split. I think I already said the end once, but... Uh, yeah, Lucas is now talking. Uh, Dean taught him to say Zeppelin rules, although Dan and I beg to differ on that one. <laughs> but anyway, Lucas is better. He's talking, and everyone's happy, you know, except for all the dead people in town. But other than that, everything's great. Back on Led Zeppelin. Yeah. They used to be so cool, but classic rock stations have ruined them. Yes. Overplayed. You can't sit in a car listening to the classic rock radio station for more than 15 minutes without hearing at least one Led Zeppelin song. There is that, yes. It's just, it's enough. It's, I mean, there's so many other great bands that could be playing. I, I mean, they are great. It's fine. They invented you know, heavy metal, but Jesus, <laughs> give it a break already. So vengeful spirits, are they really a thing? No. I don't think, personally, I don't think so. I don't believe in ghosts, so I don't believe in vengeful Again, spirits. let's talk about like a real life. What, you know, there is people that claim vengeful spirits and, you know, these stories do come from somewhere. Probably in real life, it is people that, did something horrible in the past and they're continue to be haunted by in their own men in their own men in their own mind <laughs> right you right. know as edgar Allan poe wrote about it the telltale heart right right there wasn't really a heart beating underneath the boards the floorboards it was that guy's own personal guilt so i think people that feel like they are being haunted or attacked by a vengeful spirit well they got some pretty big guilt in their mind and that is like manifesting itself yes that's true um, yeah, not believing in ghosts, but I do believe in evil spirits. I believe in good spirits called angels and demons, but we'll get into those topics later. Um, but just, yeah, don't believe in ghosts. Anything else from this episode? Um, no, not really. Oh, the one other kind of cheesy effect. I guess it's not really a cheesy effect. It's just any time that they were in the water, they had that contrast of the when they filmed it they had the contrast just cranked to pat pending so that everything is black and white pretty much because mm -hmm. they wanted the water to look just black and they wanted any splashing to look pure white and so it looks a little funky or they there, could just but once again you know it's just film tricks to kind of give it some yeah. depth and some scariness make it look darker and more sinister also, you know, be interesting. Uh, our TV is kind of crap when it comes to dark color contrast. So yes. <laughs> maybe it doesn't look quite as bad on a TV that hasn't been slow roasted over a fireplace. But. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what I was going to say. It's like, you know, our TV, it's kind of hard to really tell what's the TV and what's the effects that they're using because, yeah. <laughs> when I like I it when it's a really dark scene and it slowly moves and you get a big smear of, like, green. It just looks like the, a painting that's been... <laughs> it's running uh, sideways. Anything else? 
from Dead in the Water that no. we haven't talked about. No. Yeah, I have to go back on that title because I actually have it written down as Dead Water, so we might have to. But anyway, season one, episode three, Supernatural. Well, that's what Netflix calls it anyways, was Dead in the Water. Dead in the Water. Okay. And yeah, that's all I have. Nothing, nothing more. We'll learn, out, learn more about evil spirits in later episodes and how to deal with them. Just as a public safety note, I mean, I know that people think that they're good swimmers, but if you go and swim in a lake, just put on a life jacket. Just put on a nice, thin, little life jacket. doesn't have to be the big, orange, bulky, stupid one that you can't move in. You can get a nice, <laughs> and you should wear that when you're in natural water. Rivers, lakes, if you're anywhere besides a pure, clear pool, you should wear something. That's you don't true. Know, you don't know what's in the water. No, of course not. Like, you don't know what's in the dark. <laughs> well, Sam knows what's in the dark. That's why he should be afraid of it. But you just don't know what's going to be in that water. Life jackets. They actually can save lives. Humans aren't meant to yeah. All right. Well, I think that about wraps up this episode. Bye-bye.